Podcaster, I hardly know her. (laughs) Meet Megan Bryant. She's an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids, a comedian, a super energetic improv trainer, and an award-winning author. Megan is passionate about creating happier, healthier human connections through humor. This podcast dives into all sorts of topics that tackle personal growth, professional strategies, and sharing positive messages to build up the communities around us. Each of us can make an impact. So keep in mind that you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Thank you for tuning in. This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. And here's your host, Megan Bryant. Answer me this. If a podcaster records their podcast late, late at night, and in doing so finds themselves yawning into the recording device, will the listener be affected by the yawn? Because in real life, yawns are very contagious. So in this episode, we'll have an experiment of whether or not it is also contagious via the audio scenario that you're about to embark on. In this episode, I actually unpack a little bit about one of my favorite improv principles that I teach. Uh, It's one that I've sort of forged on my own over the years. It's called suspend judgment because we are just mean and nasty people sometimes, not only to other people and the world around us and how we think everybody are complete idiots. Uh, A lot of times it's just self self-inflicted. We are critical of ourselves and big fat jerks when we look in the mirror and both of those can be damaging things. So this is a principle that was actually derived from several other improv rules, primarily in being able to be creative and think boldly and make choices that are uh, unique to us and not feel like we have to um, justify ourselves. And unfortunately, in practical application, it's rather hard to do that. We are kind of on an ongoing basis filtering ourselves and uh, trying to behave in a manner that we deem socially acceptable. And so anyway, there are some nuggets in here, hopefully, that are helpful. I find this um, topic to be uh, an ongoing and helpful thing for me, um, mostly just to heighten the awareness of my own Um, thought process around criticism and judgment. So I hope you enjoy this episode. As I was finishing putting up the Christmas tree tonight and fluffing the artificial branches of my multicolored pre-lit Christmas tree, I was in a really good mood. At the moment, I had been listening to some country music trying to fantasize that men somehow believe in a kind of love the way that it sounds like it in some of those (laughs) songs. Uh, Who am I kidding? I was listening to Lady Antebellum heartbreak songs because it just felt so right as I was assembling this tree now for the third time since I've been a divorced woman single mother putting up this tree that I ordered myself on Amazon Prime shortly after moving into the house that I'm living in right now. And so there I am 
feeling all the feelings and and pulling apart the branches that had been schmunched together in the box over the past year and my kids walk in my little kids walk in and one of them goes why is it so small and I was like excuse me what are you talking about so small I'm like first of all you weren't complaining about it last year and you are not that much taller um and it totally in that moment just it was dumb it hurt my feelings it wasn't dumb but it did hurt my feelings and I barked back at the kids that um the two that were in there being snarky to me about it and I was like hey guys that hurts mom's feelings because I work really hard to try to make everything joyful and have wonderful things to make our home feel festive and to make sure that our needs are met and to also have a wonderful time and I don't appreciate that you just made me feel bad about a Christmas tree I'm like it doesn't have to be any taller six foot or I don't know six and a half feet taller than me and they both immediately got super upset about it because I hurt their feelings for telling them that they hurt my feelings and so we had to hug it out and I just explained to them calmly that we need to appreciate things and not be so greedy and that that's not even really what the holiday is about the the bright wonderful Christmas tree is a bonus there's so much more that is important in life and being able to express our love for each other and patience and happiness and uh, so ultimately I think we diffused it um whatever it's when we went to bed or I put the kids to bed then I'm like well okay you don't like the tree let's go to bed we're not gonna decorate it tonight and a bah humbug it and just that quickly though I was um feeling how much it can just like simple things can be turned into something bigger than they needed to with feeling with those feelings of judgment and so actually most of the day I was prepping in my mind um this episode around the idea of suspending judgment and if this is a principle that I teach in improv um and I've learned about it over the years to be very the way I have refined it in the way that I teach in my workshops because in improv we are taught to make bold choices you're supposed to just step into a scene and be ready and willing to build with your scene mates and it is sometimes a scary nerve-wracking thing because we can be nervous that what if whatever we blurt out in the scene is stupid or people don't latch on to it or that it could not um, maybe be the best suggestion or whatever and the same of course is absolutely true and probably amplified by 10 times or more in regular everyday life because because we just are so critical we're critical of ourselves we're critical of others which is also a frustration because we don't always know everything that's going on in someone's life. We just see these little snapshots of what we're either being shared um, 
in person or what we see on social media or what have you. Judgment can be a really hairy place though. And so this episode is really just to kind of unpack this principle because I think about it a lot. I catch myself really quickly if I'm in a critical mindset and, um, and I find that it is a very helpful, usually daily application that I have in my life. Like even right now, so I'm recording this episode, sleeping in a bunk, I'm not sleeping yet, obviously, or am I? It'd be cool to like just leave my recorder going all night and see if I can catch some weird, like maybe I talk in my sleep, I don't know. Um, anyway, but I'm in my the bunk beds of my daughter's room because my bed has been commandeered. Again, my deliciously comfortable purple mattress, um, as usual, has been taken over. And I'm glad, all I can say is I'm glad I upgraded the like 20 bucks more per mattress for the kids' mattresses because I sleep in the bunk bed pretty commonly. And is this where I thought I'd be as a 38-year-old woman sleeping in a bunk bed, lonely and pathetic? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I did not. Um, But here I am, and it's actually not that bad. It's pretty comfy, and, uh, and I have a safe, warm home to sleep in, and I have a lot of awesome things going on in my life. So let's jump into it now with this like super long intro here. There is the space of judgment that we will fall in very often. And when you look up judgment, um, the technical term, not judgment, sorry, suspending judgment. Okay, here's my point. Oh my gosh, this is probably not a good time to be recording. I'm so tired. Oh... I started to call this suspending judgment years ago, and here's why. When you suspend something, it can mean several things, including to temporarily prevent from continuing or officially prohibiting someone or something from holding their usual post or carrying out their usual role for a particular length of time or... It could be a defer or a delay of something. It can cause pause of enforcement for something. Or it could be used to describe how you hang something from somewhere. Like, for example, a light is suspended from the ceiling. So... I like the term suspension in relation to judgment for this reason. We are for sure going to continue to have judgmental thoughts. That's just human nature. And there's no way to prevent that, right? Now, um, when we have a judgmental thought, sometimes our instinct is to react quickly, like I did tonight. Um, I immediately barked back that my feelings were hurt and that that was a little... Uh, irritating to me that nothing just the simplest joys can be derailed because they want something bigger and better and so I always want to make sure to talk things through with my kids and oh my gosh 
yeah, how tacky is this? Whatever. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it because we're going to, by the end of this, you will have learned how to suspend judgment and not be critical of me because I am like so maxed out lately. And so I'm just glad to have this episode um, done. <laughs> when we react quickly, though, it does, it, we have basically eliminated the opportunity to evaluate that reaction. We just quickly jumped on it. And sometimes if we do that without thinking first, it could cause hurt feelings. Um, it could cause additional challenges. Um, instead of recognizing that we are feeling something judgmental happening, it could be that either we are having a judgmental thought or that we feel like judgment is being cast upon us. In either case, whenever I recognize those feelings and thoughts are happening, I see so much value in taking pause and thinking about what to do with that information. Is it something that I have to even take action on? Is there a value or benefit to me engaging or responding to whatever the thing is? Is it something that's even in my control? Is it something that I... Um, that I can do something positive with? Is it something that will just get worse if I say something? So taking into consideration all of those different factors is super important because once you say something, it's harder to undo. And sometimes if we act quickly and it's in the heat of a heightened emotion of either anger or fear or sadness, it can sometimes just make things worse. So when I teach suspending judgment, it's because in the place of improv, we, like I said earlier, we're supposed to make bold choices. We each uniquely have these perspectives in life, points of view, all these different opinions that we've formed over time from our own personal experiences and the things that we've witnessed. And those things are not wrong. They're all unique to us. And so when we can say our own opinion without uh, the risk of kind of being condemned for those things with like the max level of judgment, then we're more likely to want to continue to share. And the more I find myself sharing stories and experiences, the more I actually ultimately open myself up for additional growth and newer perspectives because I'm continuing to seek for those additional experiences. Um, we do find ourselves filtered a lot though. So when I'm in an improv workshop, a lot of times, especially in a workplace environment, we are programmed to filter ourselves because we don't want to be the one that triggers other people or that causes an uproar of any kind or that just get like maybe we say something and we feel like we're we just feel stupid because why whoa why did I say that um and so when we when I do it in a space of improv we talk about um saying the first thing that you think of when we come to a certain prompt or if we're playing around in scene games or whatever the space is a safe space to say and do things that are a little bit outside of our normal everyday behavior. And by doing that, like the groups, the work groups, um, or even when I have my workshops for general public, 
they will naturally, once they see that they can do that, they can um, blurt something out without feeling immediately judged. It lightens the load. It gives that sense of relief of um, just being able to say what comes to mind. There are subconsciously a whole bunch of dots that are connecting as we interact with one another. So in an exercise actually that I'm going to do here in a moment for you guys, um, as you're listening, there's um, a, a, a series of different types of exercises, but one in particular that allows us to just as quick as possible, say something totally unfiltered and know that those dots are connecting from somewhere. And a lot of times when I'm doing this exercise, um, people like their eyes will bug out or they'll just like kind of shake their head or be like, well, you know, that look of shock of like, why did I say that? Because they're trying to figure out how to justify whatever the thing is that they said. And really there is no justification needed you should be totally free and confident in saying and doing whatever feels totally genuine for you. Um, so I'm going to jump into this exercise. So whether you're listening, um, and, and maybe you, um, are driving or I don't know where people listen to podcasts. I listen to them at different times, usually when I'm cleaning the house or whatever, but wherever you are, I want you to take a moment and just think in your mind, or you could say it out loud if you want, if you're in a place where you can actually say a word out loud, because that kind of enhances the experience. Um, but I'm going to just list off a whole series of different prompts. And I want you to just think or say the very first word that comes to your mind. And don't hesitate a whole lot, because I'm going to kind of move quickly. If you feel like you're stuck and you can't think of a word, just start making a sound with your mouth and a word will come out. Um, and it may be even that much more silly. So instinctively, though, if you start to push out a sound, then I promise it's like something something will blurt out and maybe it'll be silly and make you laugh and then that's still a win. So think about this for a moment. I'm going to just rattle these off. Um, what's the first thing you think of when I say holidays? Now, blue. Okay. Now I'm not going to say, um, set up or pausing words in between. I'm just going to say different words or prompts, um, to get you to think of whatever the very first word is that you thought of. So, Maybe for holidays, yours was food, or maybe it was family, or maybe it was presents, or maybe it was Christmas lights. I don't care what it was, uh, but it's whatever was the first thing that you thought of, and it's totally true and accurate for you. For blue, maybe you thought of sky, or eyes, or water, or nail polish, something blue. It was probably different for most of the listeners. So now I'm going to just do a list of words and think of, um, just with a brief pause between, and I want you to just think of the first word that comes to mind. Okay. You don't have to like think too, too deeply. Here we go. Camping. School. House. Something you have to look up to see. Childhood, candy, 
pink. Something smelly. Sports. Hair. Vacation. Beach. Emotions. Flavors. Something clear. Cars. Something that starts with the same letter as your first name. Okay? Now, what words did you guys think of? I want you to just ponder on a couple of them. And I want you to think about however many other listeners are out there. If you were to line up those lists of the words that everybody just rattled off and lay them side by side, how many of those would have been the exact same list? Probably none, right? There might be a few, like common words on a certain subject, if you gather them all together. The vast majority, though, um, would be totally different. And in that exercise, from the point of starting this episode to where we are right in this moment, you probably thought of one or more or many words that you wouldn't have even thought would cross your mind when you started an episode that was called Suspend Judgment, right? The point of this exercise and a lot of different um, word association games or Uh, just warm-up type things to get us outside of our everyday thought process is to recognize that we could all be given the exact same prompt or experience or whatever it is, and we will still see it through our own lens. So for candy, one of my favorite candies is Reese's. I also love Milky Way Dark. I also love cotton candy and candy corn. For you, it might be a totally different thing that you thought of. It might have been that a certain grocery store came to mind or a homemade candy or something from your youth. It would have been something very different for all of us. And those are all right. So when I'm in a group setting and we talk about all of these different ways that there is so much more to be unpacked by the collective And especially if we don't feel like we have to justify. So I've mentioned that a couple of times now, justification. When we are um, feeling like we are being judged for something, oftentimes we slip into a urgent need to justify ourselves. I absolutely find myself doing this a lot. And especially in recent years, when I've come to discover some kind of unhealthy patterns that I've had in um, some, mostly my romantic relationships in my life, uh, which will be in another podcast. I totally tried to record, uh, a while ago and it just was too, too, um, close to the surface still. I noticed though, when I try to date, I justify myself and I hate that. I hate that I do it 
because in every other place of my life, in my professional career and with the way I interact with my friends, the way I perform on stage, in every other capacity, I have such a high um, self-assurance and feel very confident in who I am. And yet there's these certain things that I notice myself doing, trying to justify myself in um, in a space that I'm uncomfortable. And we do that um, whether or not it's in this romantic space or it could be in our professional lives or it could be anywhere. It could be just if we are interacting with a perfect stranger um, at the check stand at the grocery store. And sometimes we just feel like we have to explain ourselves, why we're wearing a certain thing, why we said um, a certain description of something. Um, why why a lot of things like sometimes I find myself justifying behaviors that have not even yet happened (laughs) and uh one example is because I'm pretty I'm pretty kooky I'm a very strong personality and my lifestyle is very public and so I recognize that for some people that could be a little overwhelming and that is in fact based in feedback I've really been given um by people so far that I've tried to date. And then I've also had that brought up um, just in myself because it's almost like I want to tell people like that I should be, it's almost like I'm wearing, putting my own warning label on myself. And yet people can see pretty, pretty much a large amount of what they can expect uh, just by a quick scroll on my social media. Um, The thing that's interesting, though, is when we uh, are in a group dynamic with a simple exercise like that of just everybody taking a quick checkpoint. In this case, it was a lot of different random prompts, but sometimes I'll walk people down just as a quick little memory lane of recalling certain points of their lives of like, what city were you born in? What was your first car? Who was your first kiss? Where was your first job? Um, who is someone you looked up to when you were a teenager? Like all these different things because everybody has a different truth. And to recognize that all of us have these just vast experiences from the day that we were born up until this very moment. And in a class, I'll say up until this moment, we're in Boise, Idaho, in this conference room or wherever we are. In this case, from the time you were born up until this very moment where where my voice is coming through podcast airwaves into your ear holes and we're united in this very moment. We've had countless experiences that have shaped our opinions. They've helped us come to an understanding of who we are and what we perceive about other people based off of our own personal views and the things that we have felt emotionally and physically and all the things. So let's see if I can tie this up. Judgment is harsh. It can be uh, a really dark place to spend too much time. And so when I teach suspension of judgment, it is really to be encouraged as a way to become more aware of how we are judging how how often are we judging like what are the types of things that we are being critical of is it ourselves is it other people is it um other I don't know what types of experiences are the judgment 
cropping up from. And when we notice that we're doing it, that's when we get to be empowered to do something better with that information. We can make a more uh, positive um, output come from those if we allow ourselves to suspend the judgment before we abruptly act on it. Certainly when there's like safety involved and whatever, we need to be able to react quickly, use our judgment in life to um, act quickly, uh, of course, if safety is involved. But in almost any other case, we can take the information, examine it, and decide how to do the most positive thing possible with it. Sometimes using it as a way to determine if we don't even have to react, if we can just choose to uh, walk away from something instead of engaging, that could be a helpful thing. Uh, so (laughs) I'm so tired right now. I feel like I should listen to this and check it. And also I kind of want to not because I am in like a sweet, sweet spot of delirium at the moment. I'm so ready to go to bed. The judgment though, just be mindful of how we can choose what we put back out into the world. There's enough mean, nasty, bitter people and people who are also completely oblivious. Like I genuinely don't understand how people can float along in life with such a disconnect of self-development and reality and things that can help us to merge our thoughts and opinions in a more respectful manner as a society. Um, But those of us who are aware and are willing to take the high road and be in more control of the output of what we are doing in the world, what we are putting back into the cycle of life. Um, it will only serve us in a, in a better way for the long run. So take, take that for what you will. Um, I love, I love these principles. They are so helpful for me. And suspension of judgment is one that I, I use it a lot because I do get critical mostly of myself in some some capacity. I mean, most often I'll look at other people and what they're doing. And honestly, the suspension of judgment allows me to kind of assume the best about others because of the stuff I don't already know about them and what little I know from whatever the experience is. If I don't judge abruptly, It really just allows me to be more kind to others and to be patient. And really, that's what I would want directed towards me as well. So take take a moment when you recognize that you are having a critical thought and consider the different options of how you can respond to it and recognize that we all do have so much to bring to the table and if we can avoid judging each other 
we could actually really reap the benefit of hearing other people's opinions and recognizing that our views are different and it's actually a lot cooler and a more, um, I think, more inviting conversation and always more to learn from if we're willing to listen to people and and just think, wow, that's they have a valid reason to say or do that thing most of the time. And the diversity of humanity can be a really, really entertaining thing if you let it. Um, and I guess maybe one final thought on this is uh, to reinforce that you don't have to justify yourself you are totally okay however you are you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea and I know I'm not and I kind of like that because the people that I do align with are freaking rad and the people that are not on the same page as me it might change down the road or maybe not and it doesn't really matter I know how much I have really been discouraged in the past when I have stifled myself or or shifted or changed anything at all to try to be what I thought other people might want to see or hear and in doing so it has kind of delayed some of the things that I probably could have seen that potential earlier if I hadn't been so hung up on on what my perceived judgment was from other people. If that even makes sense. <laughs> Sometimes we bend and shape ourselves according to a perception that we don't even have a totally clear image of. And that can be complicated in itself. So, oh boy. Uh-oh. This is just craziness. I'm going to stop now. God bless America. Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. You can follow along with all of Megan's shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. I'm Sean Hancock with RecycledMindsComedy.com. 